0: With your host, the baby face eel, Tama Tonga.
2: Oh, here we go, folks. It's Tuesday. It's a very warm Tuesday here in Chicago. It is uh, June 21st. It's time for another edition of Tama's island that's right we are live on twitch we are live on patreon we are live on your favorite podcasting platforms talking everything that's worth talking about in wrestling this past week we got some folks to welcome on back to the podcast before we break into it though first of all please welcome on back to the podcast karen karen how are you on this fine tuesday
3: Happy Kushida Day, Ross.
2: Happy Kushida Day. Yes, we will definitely get to the big return <laughs> that happened in Corkan uh earlier earlier today uh at the at the New Japan Road show. John is also joining us on the podcast today. John, how are you on this fine Tuesday?
4: Living the dream, just waiting to wake up.
2: Hey, exactly. I boy, do I feel that. I have been I've been learning how to take naps now that I actually have a schedule.
4: I got my Father's Day gift right here for my baby. Is that there? And, and for the for, for the listeners who aren't watching, it's a it's it's a UV reactive paint painting yep. that she did.
2: It's a beautiful glow in the dark painting in a position of prominence. Right uh, the, 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 the refrigerator door is very jealous of the, uh, <laughs> the new the new spot for the kids artwork. And, uh, and of course, last but certainly not least, please welcome on back to the podcast, the one, the only, Tama Tonga. Tama, how are you on Ooh. this Tuesday?
1: Ross, I'm, I'm, this Tuesday, I'm doing good, man. I, yeah. I'm back home. I'm back in the sunshine state. There nice, it is. horrible, humid, hot weather. You know, Ooh. enjoying sweating my balls off around here. But it's good to be home. I'm oh. with the family. Do you have a you good know?
2: Father's Day weekend? You were you were home in time for Father's Day?
1: I, I did. I did. We had a great time. Though, you know, typical barbecue, pool. Mm-hmm. The American ben, dream, baby.
2: American dream. You love to hear it. Absolutely. And of course, I'm your host, as always, the culture vulture, the folk city hustler, the dirtbag disruptor, the bored ape of God, the Thane of Fife, the uh, shaman <laughs> shit talker, the uh, what else am there I? Ain't no uh, Fife. Ill. Thane of Fife, yeah, I think Ill. that was I think that was MacDuff, one of the guys from Macbeth, is is the Thane of Fife. That's right. Um, I'm I'm whatever you need me to be this week, but this week I am melting. It's a hundred degrees in Chicago, Illinois. I am joined by Bro. three folks who are in the Florida heat, and they are technically getting a slightly more mild day than us <laughs> poor, poor Chicagoans up north on the banks of Lake Michigan. That hawk wind is, is blowing and it's blowing real hot. It's not the wind isn't even helping right now.
4: I, I heard you got people down here retiring up to Chicago now.
2: <laughs> yep, yep, those snowbirds. They can't take that Florida <laughs> cold anymore. They're coming on up to, they're coming on up to the good Chicago. But uh, speaking of coming to chicago aew is coming to chicago new japan's coming to chicago a lot of wrestling fans are coming to chicago this weekend for aew and jpw forbidden door the big ass supercard that is happening on june 26th we will get to that also as well but first we need to take care of the uh, Oh, this is the second week in a row where I'm like, all right, let's kick off with the serious news so that way we can get to all the fun and just chop it on up. Vince McMahon, chairman and CEO of the WWE, is under investigation by his own board of directors. Uh, this has apparently been going on since April, according to a bombshell report from the Wall Street Journal that dropped last Wednesday. Apparently, it started with a January 2022 non disclosure agreement filed between Vince McMahon and a former paralegal for WWE, who McMahon's reportedly had a relationship with. As I said, she was paid 3000000 $3 dollars i'm sorry three million dollars for her uh, $300 uh three hundred million dollars <laughs> don't get me wrong it was expensive, but it wasn't three hundred million it was three million dollars, which is still technically more than vince paid for w c w just a fun note there but in investigating the uh in investigating this $3 million dollar settlement they found numerous other settlements that involve vince mcmahon and former female employees that are alleging misconduct as well as alleging misconduct against head of uh, talent relations john laurenitis Laurinitis has since been put on administrative leave and replaced by bruce pritchard vince mcmahon has stepped down from his role as chairman and ceo during the course of the investigation his daughter stephanie mcmahon is now the interim chairwoman and ceo but it should be noted, Vince McMahon is still in control of create the creative direction of the company, and has been on TV twice since the alleg- since the report dropped on Wednesday. He showed up on SmackDown to a huge ratings boost to explain the uh, "then now forever together" tagline that WWE had, and then he showed up as a surprise uh, on this past Monday's Raw. To just kind of remind everyone that john cena is coming back, usually they would save that for a graphics package, they decided that the chairman and CEO who is currently under investigation by his own board of directors should be the one to tell everyone about that. it's weird like I said john Laurinaitis put on administrative leave is apparently not backstage at wwe, but the man who is at the Center of the investigation is not only on TV, but in charge of the uh, creative direction of the company while he's being investigated by the board of directors this is um i'm trying to think of an objective scientific term for this so i'm just gonna go with bonkers this is nuts this is absolutely insane that any of this is happening that vince is on tv in the wake of these uh investigations that he's still in charge of creative it's a it's a weird weird situation. Uh what's what's your take, Karen, on this whole um on Vince's weird, I don't know if it's a farewell tour or if it's a redemption tour. He's just running around on TV tr- getting his face in front of people.
3: It's absolute clown shoes. That's the yeah. technical term. It's clown okay. shoes. He's the ringmaster of a circus. I think it is absolutely ridiculous that he's been one allowed to remain in power of Creative during a. Allegedly important internal investigation. Yep. If the company is supposed to be taking this entire matter seriously, he should one not be anywhere near TV and showing up and strutting out to like thunderous applause. It's ridiculous. And the, the worst part is, is that some Yahoo on, on good old tweet machine decided to dox the women, yep. the woman that was involved in the case and put her name out there. And that's not okay. So it's one of those things where if WWE wants to be taken seriously and wants people to believe that what they're doing is the right thing, I'm going to use my one swear word right now. The last fucking thing they need is Vince McMahon strutting out there as if he's untouchable. Yep. Because for two years, we've had to go through budget cuts and people losing their livelihood while they're shelling out hush money to various people, to multiple people. (laughs) It's unacceptable. and
2: it should be noted that again, John Laurinaitis was not just some random executive. He was the head of talent relations. He was the guy who was very much involved in hiring, firing. He was the one making talent. the phone
3: calls, letting people go.
2: He was the one that was apparently leading a, uh, A, there was a directive to make NXT 2.0 sexier. And uh, B, they have been recruiting. I it, it and. I I can say this because it's confirmed, they've been recruiting like high school age, I'm talking 18, 19 year old people through stuff like social media for (laughs) NXT, and so there are just a lot of places where it doesn't, it it raises a lot of red flags about Laurinaitis' behavior, the uh, investigation is not only looking into the payments, it is now expanded into the company's human resources programs as a whole, as well as the overall corporate culture but yeah i think karen uh definitely using her one curse word very appropriately this year it's ridiculous it, having vince on tv like this very uh i can't i said it when the news broke that he was going to be on smackdown i can't think of a single company in the world that would let their ceo or chairman do this in the wake of this kind of public scrutiny because uh, like WWE is at the point where when Roman Reigns screws up, it maybe will make TMZ, but it doesn't like go full blown every media outlet carries it. When Vince McMahon or the business side screws up CNBC gets it, Wall Street Journal gets it, every single outlet is reporting on this. And so they are under a higher level of scrutiny than I think they're even used to. And so it it does feel like it does it does feel like they're just kind of being a bull in a china shop right now it should be a very delicate situation i kind of want to go to you now john what do you think of this whole this whole situation
4: uh i mean karen karen said it best um honestly uh it's it's good to have uh it's good to have her perspective because as as dudes we don't face this kind of thing from that end a lot in in employment right you know, you know when you walk in, you don't have to worry about you know someone making a pass at you or anything like that. The fact that now they can confirm that this I, has happened, okay. yes.
2: Well, I was going to say, technically, in the wrestling business, that's not true. Well, um, the, you know, the no, the no, history, no, no. If I, we're no, going to be if we're going to be no, honest about the history of the wrestling business, both <laughs> genders. Again, no, you're right. The, and, and there and have acting. been. There have been stories of people yes. having to un, let's call it unfurl right. themselves on people's desks. And, so in, go, and sorry, and, go ahead.
4: And in Hollywood, but I'm being very specific about. I'm gonna, I'm going I'm trying to be very specific about WWE. Yep.
2: Um.
4: In, in this very specific situation, the fact that now that they know there's a problem, and they now know now they know that Vince is being brazen about it by going on TV,
1: mm-hmm.
4: not denying it, right? Mm-hmm. He has. He hasn't made a statement to deny anything. He hasn't made a statement to clarify anything. Right? Other than whatever was in that uh, court case, right? Because you can't pay somebody hush money without telling them what to hush about, right? Yeah. So, so clearly there's something there. So now, so now you have employees who have to basically be on eggshells, you know, worrying about Vince or John Laurinaitis or whoever else is involved. Because I tell you, there's no way, there's only two involved in this, in a way. This is a problem throughout all of corporate America Mm-hmm. And it's a problem here. And I'm sure, like you said, WWE is not the only situation. This, this is not the only thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really wish that, you know, people could speak up more, but that's also a pipe dream because I know that people in power will do everything they can to keep power. And I don't know. All I got to do is, all I got is a bunch of rambling about it. I'm actually, I'm actually angry mm-hmm. um, because, you know, this is a lot of people's dreams to even step foot in there. You know, to even be a custodian in Titan Towers would, you know, somebody would piss themselves getting that job. Mm. And the fact that somebody can make that about, you know, getting laid and paying people off grosses me the fuck out.
2: Yeah. No, it's weird. It's but it's it it's it's the brazenness. I think that is really kind of it's gross, man. Turn turned people off. Yeah. What do you what do you think, Tom, about this whole mess? It's just a it's just a mess. I can't. I that's I, really the best word for it. Uh, no comment. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> completely. Completely. Yeah, we don't fair. need to be making
4: sound bites out here. <laughs> uh,
2: no, exactly. It, but it is. I look. I've. I've. I think a lot of people have said their piece on it ratings are very much up so it's apparently whatever the weird plan that vince has is working people watched smackdown and went oh crap vince is gonna be on i gotta see what's gonna happen apparently a lot of people watched raw going man what's gonna happen in wwe now that vince is under investigation?" so they are they're turning into the skids, so to speak whether you think it's smart or whether you don't think it's smart that's the that's the way the facts are the other facts that are coming out about the case is now that in the wake of this Investigation being revealed, news of this investigation coming out. Vince McMahon has settled his lawsuit with the XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck over wrongful termination there. So that's one weight that's off his mind. But where one lawsuit ends, five potential lawsuits have entered because there are five law firms that are currently calling on WWE investors to uh, look into whether or not they feel that WWE did not uh, handle their fiduciary responsibilities correctly in the wake of the. in the wake of these allegations in the build-up to, and in the uh, time since they were announced. Now, none of those have officially become la- labeled as class action lawsuits. They are not, it's not there yet, but those five investigations all technically could, if they find something it is, e- even if it's not a, uh, even if it's not a full blown class action lawsuit yet, it's still a giant headache for WWE for Vince's legal team for a lot of folks. So that's the, That's the serious shit at the moment Um, that was uh, luckily that kind of took over all of the serious shit and the, the rest is all just injury stuff that i'm sure we will get to over the course of talking about forbidden door. New Japan and all of the other goings on in the world of wrestling, but, as I said, about 15 minutes ago when we went live. This weekend is Forbidden Door. It's been a long time coming. This is a show that I think people have been excited for since AEW was announced, since people realized there were going to be uh, this, this other promotion that seemed to, uh, how do I put this, respect the, uh, uh, out the wrestling ecosystem, so to speak. They acknowledged NJPW, they acknowledged the uh, AAA and CMLL and all those folks. Uh, oh, to address something in the chat, we will get to the Sasha Banks release stuff eventually. That it's still very muddled. It's amorphous. Uh, it's amorphous. It's, yes, uh, I have a feeling by next week we'll we'll either be able to confirm one way or the other. Right now, it's a, a lot of. A lot of reliable folks at my site say she has been released a lot of reliable folks outside of my site say she hasn't, and so it it is one of those cases of we're, we're waiting for a full blown confirmation before we start just wildly speculating about what Sasha banks is doing so back to. Forbidden door it's coming up this weekend some matches have been announced, it sounds like some matches are still yet to be announced if a recent press release is to be believed. But I want to kind of start with the general overall vibe. Karen, what do you kind of think of the, uh, the build to Forbidden Door as we are we're about five days away as we record this? <laughs> I,
3: it's one of those things where it's. I feel like AEW is trying to do too much to make everything a storyline for Forbidden Door when everything doesn't need to be a storyline. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't need a tournament. Not gonna lie, Clark Connors versus Ishii was a banger today, mm-hmm. and I think Ishii may have found his new favorite son in the entire company because of it. Yep. But it's one of those things where because they had these two New Japan road shows that just finished this morning, with Dynamite tomorrow, everyone's probably get like if if they're gonna have people show up to flesh out the rest of this card, unless they're just gonna like, drop match pictures. Everyone's gonna hope that better hope that that one flight out of Haneda or Narita gets to wherever they need to be going by tomorrow night, or you're not gonna have anybody from New Japan that isn't already in the United States, i.e., Tanahashi showing up.
2: Yes. Uh, And after
3: oh, go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. Sorry.
3: And after poor desperado's like desperate escape from the United States last week, where he missed his first flight, had to spend the night in St. Louis. (laughs) Then he got to DC, but his connection to Boston got canceled. So he had to spend another night. It's like it's one he where he was just like at one point he's like. Oh. How about I just stay in LA for the until like Forbidden Door because this is ridiculous.
2: Uh, yeah, I still haven't gotten confirmation <laughs> that he's gotten his bag yet. It's entirely I don't think I don't think
3: he, don't oh, think no. he has.
2: Yeah, it but he was like... on
3: commentary this morning at Coracao and Hobby and like, do I have to go back?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he it... doesn't want
3: to go back after this. It it
2: does sound like travel was a mess for Desperado. Like I said, it sounds like his bag is kind of floating around somewhere in the American Southwest. So if if anyone spots a bag that. <laughs> I don't know. Has any inkling that it might belong to El Desperado? I don't and, know. Hit, him on, hit him up by on Twitter.
4: Way, unrelated, by the way. I'm selling a Desperado uh, Luchador mask and a few other items.
2: Uh, Get that me to him. John. Me he need, John, he needs that stuff. He's tweeting in English. That's how serious this is. So, oh, like, shit. let's let's really. <laughs> all right,
3: all right, all right. Forty
2: percent. Let's, let's off. help out Desperado.
4: Forty percent off for my boy. No problem. Um,
3: but it, it's one of those things where I know that. It, they're going now again this is what i've been saying for weeks now once they, ever since they announced the show we have to go in with tempered expectations i know a lot of people have these super super duper duper dream card matches in their minds but we have to accept the fact that there are people who are injured there are people who can't travel like there it's it's also you know there's the the rumor going around that you know okada's wife's birthday is the same day it's not i checked it's just after but anyway it's one of those things where it's until we watch dynamite tomorrow night yeah. i.e wednesday night we're not going to know what's going on i want to be cautiously optimistic yep but from the sounds of it this may not be the a one-and-done kind of thing i don't know yeah. if it's going to be a recurring show an annual show if it's going to lead up to other things it also depends on if tanahashi walks out interim champion or not mm-hmm. so it's i'm kind of like at the point where i'm just like Okay, but I really don't want to pay fifty dollars for it. To be perfectly honest,
2: that's yeah, no, that is is
3: ahead. I want to price. see all my favorites on TV, but I, I really cannot justify the fifty dollars price tag that they have on it.
2: That's fair. No, hey, look, it, that we've it, it wouldn't be the first time in this podcast that we've talked about the price of a pay per view. Uh, I remember something a long time ago involving an explosion match. But here's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm completely with you because it does kind of feel like they sold out the United Center, which is no small feat, especially with no announced card and just kind of saying AEW, New Japan, Chicago, and they sold out a hockey arena. That is That is a feat. That is something that should be celebrated. I think that's going to lead to a very fevered atmosphere. But it has been kind of booked like they went, well, we've already sold the tickets. It doesn't matter if people feel like they have to shell out fifty dollars for the show at home. It doesn't matter if they feel like maybe they they don't want to spend the money on travel. Like they're, it it kind of feels like they sold out the show and went cool. We're good to go, and now we are like you said, Karen. We're about five days out, and we are trying not to speculate too wildly because there are still so many announcements that are supposed to be made.
1: I agree, Ross. I feel yeah. like I feel like that. I feel like they're like oh we already we 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 have we're sold out yeah we, you know we'll mm-hmm. just take our time it's like it's like now they're laxing you know
2: yep
1: it's just it, but if it wasn't sold out they'd be like all right we need we need to sell to take us so they would pay more attention they would do more they would yeah i yep. yeah i feel like this this forbidden door was rushed yep and i feel like um i think it's a little bit chaotic absolutely yep go that's
2: ahead. that's where i'm at with that and and yeah mm-hmm. yeah No, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think chaotic is the best term for it because it's not like, it's not like it's been an uneventful few months since we, we sold out the United Center. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like AEW was like, all right, we sold out our world champions still healthy. Brian Danielson's still healthy. We've got all of our talent, all of our rosters at full health. No, they sold out the show. And then CM Punk went down with injury, Adam Cole went down with injury, Brian Danielson went down with injury, it sounds like Lee Johnson, Matt Hardy's dealing with injury, Jeff Hardy got arrested. It's been a lot of moving pieces. Then you also add the fact that they have a number of talent in AEW, a number of high-profile talent in AEW that work for AAA, a Lucha Libre promotion that is in direct competition with CMLL, New Japan's Lucha Libre partner. And so now phoenix is not going to be allowed to wrestle at forbidden door penta oscuro is not going to be allowed to wrestle at forbidden door. Uh, it sounds like uh, oh andrade also ruch also there is so many people that are not going to be able to make the show that you would think that they would say to themselves hey it's time to uh, it's time to really figure this show out and said it, it kind of feels like someone went down with injury and they went doesn't matter still sold out someone else went down with injury and they're like eh, it's still sold out it's still sold out it's fine then Jeff Hardy got arrested and they're like look it's sold out Hardy wasn't probably going to be there they just it, it eventually they need to deal with the elephant in the room hopefully this Wednesday they do I'm with you Karen I hope I'm cautiously optimistic but to pretend that this has been a a pay-per-view build that should be replicated in the future, and a kind of you know a road that we should be walking on again. No, absolutely not. Especially if all things are believed and Tony Khan wants to make this a yearly recurring event. Because according to Tony Khan, he loves working with Gato. He's been very excited for this show. He's gonna be very ready to do Forbidden Door two, three. Here's to Forbidden Door ten in in a decade. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see exactly because it it feels like as as chaotic as AEW's been. Um, Khan,
1: Khan still he has a lot of work to do. Yep, like he's he's it's like a noob.
2: Well, it, you it know? also and it he also, is he is a noob he, and he's street,
1: in, and he's he's the way he's booking it's it's very just like sporadic. A lot mm-hmm. of you know he's just like shooting all over the place. Pow 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 pow. pow. There's no rhyme or reason. Yep, it's, it's just like what's the flashiest thing I can do right now? Mm-hmm. Let me do it. It's and then uh, you know, oh, sorry, there's gosh. no, there's no story. Like I can't say storyline, but what is got to make meaning out of things. And he's just, he's just like, you know, let's give them the sugar rush. Yep. Give it to them, give it to them, give it to them, give it to them. There's, and then just, after a while, people are just
2: going to be like, all right, you're out of sugar. <laughs> and, and what's. What's next? And that 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 crash is rough, man. Sugar crashes crashes are not not fun, (laughs) and it does. It feels like we're uh, it feels like we're running out of sugar, for lack of a better term. We're running out of powder. What do you? uh, Come on in, Karen. Jump on in. What's what's on your
3: mind? Well, the other thing is is that they have blood and guts three days after Forbidden Door. Yeah, and I feel like Tony's spinning too many plates and too many storylines at the same time. All these like build that they've been doing for Blood and Guts, like with, um, not going to lie, I did enjoy the Jericho versus Ortiz hair mash last yeah. week, Yeah, but you could have saved that for after Forbidden Door. Mm. Like, I don't know if they, when they planned Blood and Guts, if it had to be on that specific date, but I feel like it was as much work that would have had to have gone into planning Forbidden Door. They w- should have looked at the calendar and said, maybe having another show, literally instead of having like an eight, like a Forbidden Door fallout show, they're going to have a second big-ish mm-hmm. non-pay-per-view show like three days after. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just like, wh- where's your focus? I don't feel like there's enough focus on building Forbidden Door because all of these other storylines that won't be on Forbidden Door are also being focused on. Yep. Not that I don't love Athena being in AEW and her upcoming feud with Jade Cargill. I don't love, like it, it's it's great. But there's not enough there's not enough hours in the week to if they want to do storylines to properly build this pay per view. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to do storylines and just throw a bunch of matches together, great. Just give us the match graphics. <laughs> there, there's no need to be, wait until Brian Danielson's big uh, health announcement. Uh, it's an health announcement. Health announcement. About Is he healthy health. or not? Yeah. Thank Am you. I getting him versus Zack J- Saber Jr. or not? Thank That's you. all I need. Well, and, it and it's it, not, it's just it's, it's not just that cuz
2: Danielson's also supposed to be in Blood and Guts the next week. And so it's two events now where you have ticket holders and people going, "I need to know if the match I want to see is going to be there. I need to know if Danielson's going to be in that Blood and Guts match." Yes, it's he's a smaller part of Blood and Guts, but it's still a bigger it's still indicative of a bigger issue. I do want to go back though to the idea that Tony Khan really likes working with Gato, simply because of the fact that Tony Khan was so certain Okada was going to be heading into Forbidden Door as Champion that he let Hangman Adam Page out there and say, I want Okada. I am going to invoke the name of Okada, who I should remind you as of recording this is up in the air at the moment. People aren't sure if he's gonna be there, but they've invoked his name. Jay White then beat Okada for the world title. There was a press release announced. There Welcome was a press to re- the big leagues. Khan. Yeah, That's, the the big league. leagues. it's it's like it like because if you think we're like, just going to
1: give that up.
2: <laughs> That's but, the thing, man. Like here's, here, like, here, uh, like
1: here's the new guy in the black coming out here yep. with all this money. He thinks there's there's the ways of doing things in this business. There's old ways. Why do you think Triple A mm-hmm. and CMLL and New Japan? We can't use certain talents. There's sides here. There's loyalty
4: to, his business. Yep. Tony Khan. Part of me thinks he knows that shit, and he's like one of those kids who's like, you know, my uh, my 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 uncle works for Nintendo, and he told and he gave me like a preview of this game that's coming out soon, and I got to play for anyone else because he knows no one's no no one's gonna call him on that shit because that's fucking cool. He knows yeah, that if it's he calls kind it like, the forbidden door, I don't
2: think it's I don't think it's that. I don't think it's it's a Tony. You think, Khan- he, you think
4: he's dumb enough that he thought that they were gonna send Okada?
2: No, I think Tony Khan believes he's the guy who can unite the wrestling mm-hmm. business. He's he, I think forbidden door was supposed to be the lock in at the community center where he's like, I'm going to get AAA, <laughs> new Japan, AEW, technically stardom's there. Cause I'm calling Tony storm, a stardom wrestler. Oh. And I am going to have this summit and AAA has just straight up said, nah, man, you're not getting our guys, which also brings into question the fact that there's a winner take all match. One of the tag team champions in that is the triple A tag champion. Is the Triple A tag champion allowed to be IWGP champion? And for that matter, is the IWGP champion allowed to be AAA? I don't think so. Oh it's so, champ-
3: so Rapongy Vice is winning that match, right? Well,
2: no, because if
4: I
3: put money. And I I assume, I
2: assume at some point they will clarify that it's only for the IWGP and ROH titles. But if that's the case, and I'm triple A sitting here saying I put my tag tight my tag titles are on. FTR and you're not even like they're not even carrying the belts out they're not even saying it on tv that these are the tr- because you have to do all this business with my with the friend of my competitor like it
1: think of it think of it all right think of this yep. new japan's mountain right yep the iceberg at the top right the ice at the top the snow at the top the cap of that mountain is okada okay mm-hmm. that's our golden boy hmm you're going to have Adam Page go out there. Adam Page, right? Who's, Who just dropped the belt, right? Yeah. Who, who's not a champion. Who is, let's just be honest, while being champion, he's featured in... Uh, he hasn't been... I mean, he hasn't been the guy who really been pushing the companies. There's been other names that they use to sell pay-per-views. Just keeping it honest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have... Your new company that's only been alive, what, three years? To our 50-year-old comp- company, have that new guy that has, uh, I mean, he's he's like, mm-hmm. call out our champ and think he can get a match with our champ. Yep. Think of it like that. Welcome to the big leagues.
2: <laughs> well, and, and here's the other, like, the other thing is, there was a press release that was released today about the fact that you can watch Forbidden Door in theaters. They're doing a partnership with a theater chain so you can watch it. And interestingly enough, they listed all the matches that were announced. And then they also listed IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match Jay White versus TBA. And so. Like it unless the unless this press release was just kind of speculating, that means that there will be an IWGP world title match. It will be Jay White will likely be at Forbidden Door. But to not but to have to wait this long to announce it, to have this much confusion around it, really really, I think, is the kind of move that, like, don't get me wrong, I have a feeling everyone's being very polite to Tony Khan, but I would, I, if I were Gato, and I, and there was all of this confusion going on, I'd be like, all right, let's get this show done, and let me get to the G1, because I have a lot of stuff to do this year, it's a busy year, and, I don't I don't I I hope we get Forbidden Door 2 the way the show has gone I don't think we get Forbidden Door 2 unless it's like strictly contracted
4: first of all first of all hold on getting the movie theaters is one thing like Kirk Cameron has his documentaries in the freaking you know in his movies in in movie theaters I'm
2: not I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make a big deal about the fact that they're in a theater I was just bringing up that the theater announced the press release so sure
4: but, but these things are, but that means that like, that's not from the theater. That's from, that's from them. Because usually what this is, is actually you're kind of yep. like renting the theater yep. and you have to, and if you don't make gate, you have to pay them back usually yep. is what the deal is. So you say, I'm going to sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of tickets. If you sell 90,000, you owe them $10,000. Right. Yep. Or whatever. Yep. So, so it, it's probably from AEW, which means that, they're spec- that they are the ones speculating that this is going
2: to happen. Well, no, but that what that means is that then AEW was had meant to have announced it by now. Right. Because if, if they're sending out the internal material to the theater chain right. and including that match, it means that that match was supposed to come up before the press releases were supposed to go out on Tuesday. right? And so now we're at Wednesday and wondering what's the deal with the IWGP.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: world title i want to throw to karen now she's been real patient while i kind of sort through all of the the nonsense that is surrounding this go ahead karen
3: if i may yep. so should there be and i hate to put it out there should there be an iwgp world heavyweight championship match involving jay white and adam yes. cole and I don't, no, man it, page and no. kazuchika okada it would be the safest way to put the belt back on Okada because he could pin somebody from AEW. The problem <laughs> is Am I wrong? Am no, I wrong? You're, not you're right. all so, are laughing.
2: No, you're, no, you're, not, you're right. right. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're the wrong, problem my, my. is
3: that Tony Khan wants too many of his wrestlers protected. Moxley was a prime example of that, both when he was AEW champion, when he was in the G1, when he was US champion, they shelved the title for a year for Moxley Mm -hmm. and then had Kenta lose it, lose his championship uh, challenge in 15 minutes Mm -hmm. after making that belt valid for a year. Pretty much the entire time Moxley wasn't on strong. So it's one of those things where I know Tony's trying to bring the best possible wrestling in the world, but he has to also understand there needs to be some give and take. The thing about Tanahashi, I love Tanahashi, but he loses a whole lot. When Jericho fought Tanahashi at the Tokyo Dome in 2020, I was there. He lost to Jericho, the AEW champion. Mm -hmm. Kana doesn't
1: lose power when
4: he loses. But
3: but that's the thing is that he can eat the loss and be fine. He's still Tanahashi. He's
4: got that hair and that smile that like Uh, um, you could you could beat the brakes off him. And then he looks at the camera and you're like, that guy's a fucking winner. I don't care. And his hair
3: is still immaculate. It's (laughs) not fair. But my point is, is that Tony Khan needs to understand that if he wants us to be a repeat event, Mm -hmm. one, he needs his roster to be in better health. I want everyone to be healthy. I don't want any of this sketchy, oh, well, I was actually injured, but I got cleared just so I could be on the show. I don't want to hear any of those stories after the fact. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where he also needs to understand that as great as it is to have, um, you know, a co-branded event, your team needs to take some losses too. It can't be the AEW show, which has been a problem I've had with New Japan Talent on AEW, because unless they're on Dark... Like the off shot, like we've heard Brendan Arita getting a win. By and large, New Japan tell it goes on to AEW television and loses.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's, you're, you do bring up a very good point about the fact that they, it, it, and to kind of compound everything that Karen brought up, when we're talking Moxley Tanahashi, Tony Khan has also now outspokenly said that every time that match got brought up in New Japan, he threw himself in front of it, like Secret Service throwing himself in front of the president and that's another case of okay so if if aew is finally giving or if if njpw is finally giving tony khan moxley versus tanahashi what's tony khan giving new japan and that is i think i'm I'm interested to see what the answer to that is because i'm i'm not ready to be like he's not going to give them anything he's going to be like fuck up you know like i think he has something in mind i like to hope he has something in mind
4: And, and and beyond and beyond all that I'm going to sound like a broken record. I've been saying this every episode, and I promise after Forbidden Door, I'm done. For being called the fucking Forbidden Door, there's a lot of dudes on here that have already either been on AEW or they've Mm -hmm. appeared in other promotions around the United States, with the exception of what? Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and... No, No,
3: Ishii's been on on AEW.
4: You're right, you're right. Tanahashi. Okay, so Tanahashi is the only person on here that hasn't appeared on AEW already.
2: Which is, again, why the Okada... Invocation is so important because Okada is one of those talents. He'd be the only one. People need to see, you know, people need to see to make it that Forbidden Door vibe. Because right now I'm with you. It kind of feels like an AEW pay-per-view with New Japan Uh, talent. It's got that like Global Wars, Ring of Honor, uh, War of the Worlds vibe, which I also want to give credit (laughs) because at the end of the day, the fact that they are making a show that is a War of the Worlds kind of vibe work on the scale of the United Center, as opposed to the Odeon and all right. the other kind of smaller promotions that Ring of Honor was running. Yeah. That is also something that should be celebrated. That is one of those things. It's like, all right, there is a demand here. There is, there is an audience that wants to be fed. We just got to make sure we're feeding them the right stuff to bring them back.
4: And I know it's different because they're not a, they weren't a promotion, but CEO Gaming, a famous video gaming convention here in Florida, uh, they had a show with NJPW folks here and yeah. uh, a few other little 2018. They had a uh, way better fucking roster of people. And they, that... had, and
3: they had only like five matches on the card. Yeah,
4: yeah and man, that was no, basically I... like a paid for, you know, like when you say we proudly brew Starbucks, that was a we re- proudly wrestle NJPW. You know, it wasn't literally NJPW, yeah. it was CEO Gaming. And yep. you know, they brought the talent out. I think I think uh, Tamatanga was there actually.
3: He was, yeah. he threw David Finley already. over the barricade and like ran through the audience, stopped yeah. for pictures, almost yeah. ran me over. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. It, it was
2: a good, it was a good... <laughs> it was it was a good show but i mean i they did have the benefit of the fact that CEOs not a CEOs not a wrestling promotion but it's they... not but, but,
4: but what i'm saying is what i'm saying is njpw does have the ability to bring talent over here so it's not like it's not like an excuse of like well some people just don't like to travel like no they'll travel if the gig is right mm-hmm. that's well, all and, i'm saying
2: and it sounds like njpw will send people if the Match right. is right. Well, like, it's saying, like it's like this
1: though, John. It's like this. If there's yeah. no TV, right? It's if it's just like a small show. It's nothing crazy, right? New Japan. Okay, yeah. You know, it's like a it's a grunt work, right? Mm-hmm. But when you got when you got TV involved nationwide, right? And and this guy is a heavy hitter. I'm talking about AEW. He's mm-hmm. now part of the competition. He's now part of the big you know the big boy league. Now we're t- this, the game changes. Yep. right. So sure. now we're we're like okay, it's like it's like a any kind of team, you know these these are our heavy hitters Okada. you know I look at tanahashi Tanahashi, was and is a heavy hitter, but he's more like an ambassador now where we well, can send that's, him how, that's how I put it across. on a Facebook group. And,
2: and <laughs> even even Tanahashi is, has come out and said that I am not the Tanahashi of the early 2000s. Yeah. I, I yeah, am, I, I, Okada has surpassed me. Well, he, so, but he's also appeared he as an emissary, he, he, he could yeah, show up on
4: yeah. WWE and nobody would go,
2: Oh my god, a JPW cross. Yeah. No, 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 man,
4: he's just here yeah. as an emissary.
1: Yeah. Tanahashi built this house, mm. and that's the essence of Tanahashi, is the essence of New Japan. And so he can go anywhere now, and just he won't lose any strength, any power. He is a representative of of what we of what New Japan is. And so, um, you know, and and I think the whole wrestling world, any wrestler, uh, should know Tanahashi will understand to have a match with him, or for the fans to to watch him. It's an honor. It's 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 like uh you know, be glad to witness yep. something in this lifetime and, you know, in this, in this wrestling generation and this thing he, of ours.
2: He's kind of got that Andre aura about him and that, that like, you literally can't, you can't make another Tanahashi. In fact, other promotions have tried, like if I had a nickel for every time, like Noah or all Japan were like, all right, let's make this guy look like Tanahashi a little bit so we can make him the main <laughs> eventer. Like it, it, I would be a very rich man. And he, he can, he, it That aura, I think, helps him, whereas Okada has a very specific aura, and that's the main event, especially if he's yeah. got that title. And I'm, that was the other thing, is I feel like new IWGP J, champion Jay White in his first defense, he hasn't been wrestling for New Japan a lot over the course of the past year. Him having a non-main event title defense as a, as a warm-up for the G1, I feel like makes more sense than Okada, defending the title in a non main event capacity does that make sense Cause like I don't want that to sound like a slight to Jay White he's just in a different place especially with the fact that he hasn't been on you know New Japan programming for a while and so it it, it feels more it feels like if that AEW interim title match is the main event then Okada can't be the world you know what I mean like you can't I feel like Okada is, is probably better off celebrating his wife's birthday or whatever the the stuff is is going on just because i don't i don't see a match especially now that we're at the point where it's like will osprey versus orange cassidy which sounds like fun but it doesn't sound important i don't want okada in a fun but not important match if that makes right. sense
3: um, i mean apparently. the only other thing i could think of would be a, and i hate to put it this way make it a tag match like okada and hangman versus adam yes. cole and jay because then that way i mean jay, jay wills sh- slog out with the belt because like, apparently you know half of bullet club has belts now mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll get that visual of you know all all belt all bullet club everything whatever but at least this way it kind of feels like I hate to say it but like that Adam Cole and Hangman wouldn't be the designated pin eater because it's more of a tag match here's here's my problem but, the, here's I don't my, know
2: I think my my problem with the tag match is if you do the tag match of Okada and Hangman Page, Hangman Page becomes Okada's go- Okada's Fall Guy? Like, well not necessarily his Fall Guy, but like he's his little buddy, if that makes any sense. Yep. Like he's not at it the doesn't li- do, he, it, it does service for Adam. Yep. but does it's, it do service do, for, for Okada, not? no? It's, in fact I would I would say that Okada in that tag match, Jay White included, does more for all of them than any of them fighting in any of those three fighting in one conversation. Absolutely. Which is another reason why it's like I I I, I feel like if he's not the world champion, he's not the main event, Okada probably should stay home but like i also don't like the idea of no okada on forbidden door because i people know people will be very mad if means, there's no okada yeah, i know what he means to the people that bought those tickets they they don't get me wrong tanahashi is a legend but he's been on so many new japan Pan strong like tours over the course of the past few years that people have seen tanahashi they aren't necessarily traveling to the united center for Tan. they are traveling there on the promise of okada on the promise of a bigger show than what we're getting and I think that's that's kind of the, the 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 issue, the the whatever you want to call it, as we head on this rocky road to Chicago. There's still a lot of time. We got a whole episode of Dynamite and a whole episode of Rampage between now and then. And if you know AEW, you know they can they can figure they can figure out a way to cram as much into those three hours as possible.
3: But they also need to do stuff for blood and guts. Mm-hmm. That's at and the same to, time. Yep, and they need. To that's my biggest sticking point. Is they're they're doing too much.
2: And, it, and it, also, it also means that stuff is going to fall by the wayside, because, like, it's a, a huge news happened today, this morning. Kushida is back in New Japan. As Karen was saying at the beginning of this podcast, it's Kushida Day. <laughs> and I know how the news cycle works. And I know that Kushida Day is going to be that. It's going to be a day tomorrow... Barring any more updates from Kushida, we're gonna be talking about Dynamite. We're gonna be talking about Forbidden Door. We're gonna be talking about Vince McMahon. There's a lot of stuff going on, and so it it does kind of feel like the Kushida news is gonna get swallowed by all of this, unless Tony Khan knew that Kushida was coming back. We're getting get a video tomorrow night. It's like Kushida will be at Forbidden Door because he is U.S. based uh, at the moment. So he it it is it is possible. But it just feels like too much is going on inside the wrestling world and outside of it, because like Kushida is not the only one who has to worry about Kushida day lasting as long as possible. You remember MJF? Do you remember like two weeks ago when everyone is it, was talking is about that MJF? the
4: scarf? Is that the scarf guy? Yeah,
2: Guy with the scarf doesn't okay. like his boss. He, he cut yeah, a yeah. very mean promo but he's going to have to restart all of his momentum if he's coming back if this is a storyline because when you've got this much real news people don't want it, it there's a lot it, there's a lot going on and i think that i think that it's showing and i think Forbidden Door is kind of getting not backburnered but it's getting it it's it's an afterthought to even even blood and guts at this point hell Brian Danielson isn't giving an update on his health. He's giving an update on forbidden door and blood and guts, because that's how much we have to give an update on within that week long span. It's just, it's, it's a lot, but let's focus on the good news. Kushida's is back folks. Yeah. Kushida is back. He's challenging Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP junior championship at some point down the line. Karen, what'd you think of Kushida's triumphant return in, uh, in Corican Hall?
3: So this morning while that was going on, I was sitting at the Nissan dealership in the service area waiting to find out if my car was going to die or not. Mm. And I had my headphones on. It was dead silent. And his music hit and the sound that came out of me. I started apologizing to everybody around me because I have waited and I have waited so long to hear his theme song again, his proper theme song. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I was going to hear it again. I mean, I had, you know, fantasy booking scenarios where he went to NOAH or he went to all Japan where he went just about everywhere. But this was the thing that I was talking about was that the la- ever since he's left, that belt has circulated primarily around three people, Ishimori, Hiromu, Desperado, and a very short stint with Robbie Eagles. Yep. This, as much as I hate to say that he, I, that I'm glad he's back in the junior division, I'm hoping it's not limited to the junior division because when he originally left, the goal was to work open weight. So if he's based in LA now, or he's planning on being based in LA, I want him in strong. I want him to fight Tom Lawler. I want him working all of all over the United States. I'm going everywhere he wanted to go, but wasn't able to do when he was in NXT. I mean, I loved seeing him almost like weekly when I was in NXT, mm-hmm. but It just seems like after everything that's gone on with Super Junior this year and how people had very mixed feelings about it and the outcome, myself included, I'll be the first Mm -hmm. one to admit, I hate to say that Kushida coming back feels fresh, but he's been gone for so long Mm -hmm. that I'm glad he's back.
2: No, I'm with you. It sounds like the Kirk and Hall crowd was with you. They they were... They got. They cheered when they heard the music, and then they cheered extra hard when he popped his head through it, the curtain. It took
3: three notes, and they knew exactly who was coming through that curtain. Yep. And it's one of those things where he's so, so beloved by the fans in Japan. Uh, my only thing now is that what I need is I need Tama to go back to Japan so him and Kushida can finally tag together
0: before Kushida inevitably
3: turns heel, because... Everyone turns heel in New Japan apparently these days. So, <laughs> Tama, go home, go back, and go get your boy.
2: <laughs> I got
3: him. I
2: got him, Karen. Uh, but you, you do bring up a very good point, Karen. There, Kushida has opportunities that he didn't have when he first left New Japan. Because back, back when Kushida was in New Japan, yes, they had the never open weight division, but it was a, it wasn't quite as open to the junior heavyweights as it is now, and b, uh. I think it. They yeah, like I said, they just weren't giving him the opportunities to really show what he can do against a heavyweight. I think a lot of people watched his uh, farewell match against Tanahashi and went, "Oh, that's a very interesting side to Kushida because it it, he wrestled a different style. He was showing people what he could do against the heavyweights." Now we've got strong, where the, the the main championship is open weight. He can face Lawler, he can face Rosser, he can face guys of all kinds of sizes. While people go, all right, what does Kushida look like versus heavyweight? You know, you don't have to just thrust him into the uh, U.S. title picture or thrust him into the world title picture. You can get him in the ring with a guy like Brody King and say, all right, what what happens when the size mismatch is this different? When there's this much of a uh, a, a difference in the class?
3: Oh, and that's the thing that people forget about is that before you know, NXT and, you know, super junior Kushida. There was WCPW, you know, British Indies Kushida. There was ROH TV champion Kushida who was fighting everybody regardless of size. And I hope that, you know, now that he's signed back back home, he's come back home, that they remember that. I mean, personally, I was hoping that he was going to be announced for the G1 Mm-hmm. didn't happen this year maybe next year but it's one of those things where he has so much potential because he, he can fight open weight and they just need to let him fight open weight
2: fingers fingers crossed fingers crossed karen it does seem it does seem very good what do you think tom of, of Kushida's return i mean he's great he, yeah yeah i, I love it
1: i love you know i i love Kushida. i think he's uh not only like a great guy but he's a he's a great athlete great wrestler mm-hmm. um you know, there was there was a time I, I had met up with him and his family out in uh, in Orlando. We had, you know, it was good to see him. He's, I'm I'm happy because I feel like, I right, you guys mentioned earlier, Christian has been all over the world, Karen. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's done everything right. The one thing he didn't do was WWE, so he went and did it, and now he's back. I think he has a wealth of knowledge that he can give our guys show our guys and I think somebody with experience is the greatest teacher. So um yeah I'm I'm super happy because he's back with our company with our product and hopefully we get to um help our our other talent grow. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah and it's and you did bring up a a good point. He has been this kind of wanderer for a long time and one thing he did note in his backstage comments is he plans to it it sounds like he plans to end his professional career in new japan for however long that takes and so considering i I love that
1: loyalty man Exactly. especially
2: especially from someone who like you said he left new japan to go see what was going on in wwe he saw what was going on in wwe was like cool i want to leave now and go see he's always he's a journeyman he's going to be searching for something and so if, if he's finally settled down with all of that experience it means that it means that he he sees new japan as a as a kind of you know a home it's it's more than just a more than just a job that's uh, you know what he said right there
1: i want to finish my career here in new japan which he has a long time right mm-hmm. that's putting a stamp on it and you gave you a word, man. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to working with him. I can't, I'm, I'm actually, I probably should tweet him and be like, Hey man, I'm a good guy. Now we could yeah, exactly. tag together. You guys, <laughs> you
2: guys, you guys are, you guys are, are to
3: do it on Instagram, but I think he's, he's, he hasn't reactivated his Twitter yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, whenever he, when, whenever the, the big announcements around him happen, he always deactivates Twitter so nobody can add him. No one can tag him. So <laughs> That's
2: smart. I like that. Oh yeah. No, he's <laughs> He's all about protecting that piece, Kushida. Uh, I and yeah, I I definitely think now that now that y'all are our main unit buddies, you should hit him up, let him know that you know there's, there's there's some more there. You got some, he's got some backup because Kushida is of that like we've talked about this before. That there is this kind of revival in main unit with Wado, with you, with Tonga with the kind of the the talent that can bring a kind of fresher perspective to it. Now you got adding Kushida into that mix, he's not exactly. Uh, not exactly an old workhorse at this point. He's in his mm-hmm. prime. And so it, Definitely. It, it it really means that main unit will be a much more substantial unit, no pun intended, over the course of his time <laughs> there. As It'll long be the as
4: mainest, he's the mainest unit.
2: There you go. The main or main
4: unit? I don't know.
2: Uh, as long as as long as he stays, because like this is this is like you said, he wants to end his professional career in New Japan. But he's also said that he needs to win that junior belt or else he's not sure what his place is in New Japan. And you know me, I love chaos. And so when someone says that, my first thought is, all right, you better lose that belt. So you have to figure out who the hell you are without it. So you have to figure out who just who you, who Kushida is. Cause that always, that it, it always leads to greatness. But sometimes it can lead people down a dark, dark path. So I, I hope, I hope Kushida stays, uh, stays on the side of, of truth justice in the main unit way. Um, let's see what else is going on in wrestling like i said we got forbidden door coming up this weekend like i said Kushida's back like i said there's still a lot of uh rumor and speculation surrounding sasha Banks' status we don't want to go too deep into that until we have a confirmation we do how it uh if i'm not mistaken naomi is starting to take appearances outside of WWE. it's not like wrestling it's convention stuff which wwe employees have been allowed to do so it's not don't start sounding the alarm bell like she's free or anything but Naomi is taking some appearances, it does sound like you're going to be able to see her in some places. Um, so that that is still a, a developing situation other than other than that I, I uh, we got the G1 I knew I was I knew there was one last thing we got a schedule of G1 matches ahead of us now. And Tama, you're going to finally get a chance at Jay White on August 16th. It's the final match of of the block competition. They're making you wait a long-ass time for them. But we've got a new format this year, sort of, and the fact that you got four blocks instead of two. got more wrestlers, 28 wrestlers. What do you kind of think of of this year's G1 lineup? Uh, This is is what I want. I want
1: more wrestlers. I want more wrestlers from different areas of of the world and really call it the wrestling tournament the g1 Mm -hmm. you know i this is a global tournament that i i think i did a promo on it and one on like the second my second g1 uh Mm -hmm. conference right and i uh, this is it this is what we should be and i think hitting it out the gates of this whole shitty two years of of of, uh the pandemic i think this is perfect Mm
2: -hmm. and i mean it sounds like someone likes you because at the end of the day look you don't have all of bullet Cl- you're not going to be going th- on a, a full-blown revenge tour but you're going to be able to get your hands on jay white you're going to be able to get your hands on that treasonous bastard chase owens and so if there are some son of a bitch and then you also had the fact that uh i believe sonata's in your block like it's it's a meaty block you're gonna have some fun competition this year
1: oh yeah me and sonata man we get we go way back to the first g1 i mm-hmm. that's a that's a guy i, I feel like uh, I'm the Japanese I'm the American version of Sonata and he's the, the Japanese version of me. We're very athletic handsome i'm not trying to put myself over but i heard Carrie, it's, a, it's a certified Carrie,
3: handsome no, battle dude. you heard
4: no, it not. first i God, just man. read yeah, but, tweet yeah. earlier right. yeah but sonata <laughs> yeah, but sonata can dance though
2: man, can dance. Can he's, dance? Got, he's got swagger he's, i've seen uh, him. oh way better than sonata, <laughs> <laughs> sonata. Get, get, get that
4: tick tock
1: going my dude let's see i'll tell you what man so uh yeah um uh, me and sonata really got great chemistry in that ring and that's one guy that i, I can always um I look forward to cuz we got bangers man mm-hmm. you know in the ring um got ishi ishi man ishi's that ishi. thing that that name stone people rightly mm-hmm. fits him and um he's he's actually one of the guys that I've I learned a lot with when I first joined New Japan he was a guy who they they uh, paired me up against a lot and just watching his style I know I could do it better and faster Ooh. and stronger Nice. Yeah, and it does kind of feel like, it feels like,
2: yeah. Feel yourself a little bit. Because no, you're not. Like, like, it it is it is it, white claws
1: again a little strong now look i'm not <laughs> <laughs> that's because you got that white claw surges man what
2: the hell i'm not ready Because a white <laughs> claw confidence going on be careful
1: <laughs> now it's summertime i'm enjoying were, my
2: baby you, you were drinking all those strong zeros
4: you got used to the hardship man
2: um but no it's it it's it it does seem like an interesting lineup ishi kind of that he's like the gatekeeper of the g1 i feel like it's like him and goto and there are some of those guys were like they go into a different mode during g1 season and i feel like that's going to be a real kind of testing yeah. ground a real proven ground um but yeah what do you what did you think of the the lineups karen the 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 we've got like 80 something matches it's a, it looks like it's going to be an easier schedule on all of the wrestlers but it is it is going to be a marathon
3: i got familiar with this format uh last year and the year before because noah does the n1 victory which is the same format where it's four four smaller blocks Yep, and it's spaced out a little bit more. It wasn't. It didn't have as large of a field. But I was like, I'm looking at it on, my, on paper. I'm like, this is a much more practical way of doing it, because the, the 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 not the problem that I have with the G1 or Super Juniors, but it's just the grind of how the larger the field got the more shows they had by the last, the end of the show, you know, the end of the tour, everyone's like held together with like by tape and prayers and just hoping that everyone can get the, get the show finished. Yep. And this way it's like, I can look at this card and be like, Oh man, there isn't a single day where I feel like I can skip a day, which is good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like looking at the matches and I'm like, just like, I'm, I'm waiting, looking forward to the, the, the last day of block competition purely because I've got my money on Tama ruining Jays G one this year.
2: It is. It- <laughs> It is the right time of year for that because that last day of block competition gets real cutthroat. Then you it add gets all, very
3: spicy, and I feel like this the, might be yeah. Let's call it all of the last drama. year. Last year it was Okada. Yeah. This year it's Jay White. And that's just not, not just that out a there.
4: that's not just a prediction.
3: It's a spoiler. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's just like I'm like you know I'm I'm the perpetual warrior about everyone's health and well-being, and I just feel like this format might be better. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, even with that many people and the, that many tour dates, it seems like those who aren't having their block matches will be the ones that are doing the undercard tags, as opposed to making the juniors also work all of that and making mm-hmm. the Young Lions also work all of that on top of everything. So it's kind of like, you know, during super juniors, the heavyweights got some time off. Then conversely, hopefully during this time, the juniors will have time off like they used to have.
2: Yeah, no. And Just and, and, and so people and, and can rest. And in- I love that song. <laughs> yes absolutely i mean but Gander doesn't
3: listen to me i mean if he does i could use a work face and a plane ticket but we'll talk (laughs) about that later (laughs) but it's one of those things where it's just like i i'm excited about the g1 Mm.
2: Mm.
3: but i also needed to be i need to get past forbidden door before i can focus on the g1 if that that's fair
2: no and i I think i think a lot of wrestling fans are with you there that they need the there's a lot of different stuff to pay attention to and I got ADD I'm used to looking over there and catching something looking over there catching you know I can, I can <laughs> do that but it gets a little tougher when you're not neurodivergent or yeah what's the word neurodivergent I don't know whatever ADHD yeah. counts says um but either way it does feel like it's going to be not only easier on people's uh bodies but also easier on people's perceptions like there is a a There is a a disservice to having to watch the best of Super Juniors and go, man, Doki's going to lose, like, five matches in a row. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it gets, it's, it, it, I think it will, it will, people will take a little bit less of a physical beating and a little bit less of a metaphorical beating, so to speak, by the, uh, the way this one's set up. Going to be very exciting. It kicks off on July 16th, runs until August 18th with semifinals. On the 17th, it's going to be a real, a real interesting time like we said we got g1 we got forbidden door blood and guts is tucked in there somewhere also wwe is running money in the bank from i think by the time it goes up it'll be in a tool shed i don't know they keep going smaller and smaller venues on that one i think right now they've settled on their words not mine the intimate confines of the mgm grand arena they keep saying that um so that is all of the news in the world of wrestling for this week we will obviously be back next week but if you uh want to get involved in this conversation a little bit deeper and you want to maybe touch on some of the stuff we didn't get to or some of the stuff we couldn't get to head on over to patreon.com backslash thomas island head up, hit up that islander tier subscription level we have happy hours every weekend we chat it up we go we do some deep dives it gets it's a real real fun time every weekend as well as all of the other fun perks you get over at patreon.com backslash thomas island but before we go before we call it a week karen where can everyone find you if you want them to find you
3: you can find me on twitch twitter instagram and youtube at hey karen sensei i also have something coming up in well digital print on thursday and in print print on uh, uh july 12th with pro wrestling illustrated and i hope everybody will read it thanks
2: hell yeah shout out to kevin and the whole pwi crew they're great uh john where can people find you if you want them to find you
4: Uh, i can't tell you that i signed an nda okay uh no you guys can find me over on uh twitter.com slash john sebastian g-o-h-n s-e-b-a-s-t-i-a-n and also uh you can hear me on, the, uh, on a seven-part historical audio drama series detailing the powerful story of Shirley Chisholm and Angela Davis, two highly respected black women who dared to hold a mirror to systemic racism and sexism within the United States. I play uh, uh, attorney, uh, uh, prosecutor, Chief Prosecutor uh, Harris, who uh, is unfortunately the bad guy in the story. It is 1972. Get it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All righty. And Tom, before we get going, where can people find you if uh, you want them to find you?
4: Yeah, find me at
1: patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. I'm there. Happy hours, uh, come and chat. We all on Discord. We, we the whole nine, man.
2: Indeed, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. If you need me, I'm at Ross W Berman IV on Twitter. Ross Berman IV on Instagram. You can find all of my news and New Japan coverage over at WrestlingInc.com. And uh, until then, like we said, head up the Patreon. We thank you for joining us on Twitch or joining us on your favorite podcasting platform. Until then, folks, please, enjoy Dynamite, enjoy Rampage, enjoy the G1 and Forbidden Door and all Money in the Bank, all the craziness that's going on. Happy 20th anniversary to Impact Wrestling. And also shout out to the families of Tim White and Dave Hebner, two legendary referees who unfortunately passed away over this uh, this past week. We send both their families all of the best, all of the good healing vibes in their time of grief. Until then, folks, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom course with Tama video versions of the podcast and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.